the National Prosecuting Authority have uh, this morning withdrawn charges against Peter Kupe. Kupe was implicated in the murder of seven uh, Flakfontein family members. In his previous appearance, he was denied bail as the magistrate felt that he could influence witnesses and that there was sufficient evidence linking him to the killings. Take a listen to Magistrate Maggie van der Merwe reading the letter by the NPA informing her of the withdrawal of charges. Been informed by the senior prosecutor that uh, a decision has been made by the director of public prosecution that all charges uh, must be withdrawn uh, against accused number two, who is the accused before court. I also questioned the senior prosecutor on the position pertaining to accused number one, uh, who is deceased. Obviously, the correct procedure to follow is to then also withdraw charges against the deceased accused in absentia. Subsequently, all charges uh, are then withdrawn against both accused number one in absentia as well as accused number two who is before court. I unfortunately cannot uh, offer any explanation. Uh, It's not a decision made by by the court. but it is a decision made by the prosecution. And uh, that was Magistrate Maggie van der Merwe. For more on this, we're joined on the line now by SABC TV reporter Gillian Pillay, who's been following this particular case. Gillian, good afternoon. Now, um, previously it was that um, Magistrate van der Merwe, uh, she mm. believed that there was sufficient evidence linking um, Cooper to these killings. So how would you describe, uh, you were in court, you know, her expression at the withdrawal of these charges by the NPA? Very good afternoon to you, Sakina. Um, it was indeed um, Magistrate David Mahangu from the Protean Magistrates Court who was presiding over the bail hearing of um, the late Ernest Mabaso as well as uh, Peter Cooper, who is now a free man. Um, today, uh, the matter was then again transferred to the Nanaja Magistrates Court where we sat today with Magistrate Maggie van der Merwe. Um, but she was also part of this case way in the beginning, when we saw all the community members, you know, um, um, converging on that court and really coming out in strong um, condemnation and, and anger um, for, uh, for the killings of those, of those seven COSA members in Flagfontein in October last year. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a very different tone in court today. One, there were, there were, there were no community members there. There were no family members sitting in the gallery. Um, it was as if they were not aware of court proceedings. Um, so it was just media there covering this um, withdrawal of charges. Uh, as she said there, um, she didn't really have reasons for the decision that she was now made to hand down, which came from the prosecuting authority, the the director of public prosecutions, um, coming with that decision to withdraw charges. So there, there was no emotion as such, Sakina, um, from the magistrate's bench, um, there was nothing happening in the gallery because there were no family members or members of the, of the Flakfontein community who had been so present and so vocal um, around uh, the killings of, of, of those seven family members, mostly women. I mean, we heard that very graphic detail in that confession of the late Ernest Mabaso where he detailed how he had um, strangled 
in some instances raping um, very mi- some of the minors, uh, the minor deceased in this matter. Um, and when he was then, you know, when we heard about his alleged suicide, that is still the subject of an investigation. Um, in a Cape Town prison, while police were doing further investigations into claims that he had brought out of the bail hearing, we knew the knock-on effect of of of, of his um, of him not being uh, the prime suspect or an accused in the matter, because all of the conf- all of the, the the claims that he had made in his affidavit. Was, was that Cooper was the mastermind, Cooper was in constant communication with him, Cooper was present with a few of the rapes and murders that took place. And that bail judge, um, bail magistrate, I beg your pardon, in, um, in the Protean Magistrate's Court, he had said, when he handed down uh, judgment denying a Cooper bail, said that there was a strong case against Coupe, that he felt that Coupe needed to be incarcerated because he would interfere with other witnesses that would want to come forward. So a real blow at this stage, Sakina, hearing now from the, from the MPA's Pindi that uh, there isn't real evidence that they have to ensure a successful prosecution of Coupe in this matter. Um, really, really incensed community members here in Fluxontain, where we are now, we left court coming here, getting reaction from them. They they are completely um, angry. They have started burning tires. They say they're going to move to the Golden Highway. Also saying that they're going to take the law into their own hands because they had, you know, um, been part of proceedings, also giving some sort of um, testimony in the run-up to why Cooper should be denied bail. So very dramatic turn of events in this particular matter, Sakina. Jillian, you say you did now move to Flakfontein. Uh, mm. What has since happened to uh, the family home of the seven deceased? Is there someone living there now? Is it family members? And uh, have you been able to get any reaction from them uh, regarding the withdrawal of these charges? From where I'm standing now, talking to you, Sakina, I can see the family home. Um, you can see there's no activity within the main home. Gates are locked. But we do know that there they, they have been two tenants living in the, out, in the outbuilding rooms who had given us some sort of testimony about what they um, had picked up in the wake of those deaths in the stench that they had detected um, days in the run-up before, the, before those bodies were uncovered. But it, it, it's really, you can see there's no activity in that home. The, the one relative who is in the community does not want to talk at all. He is, you can, you can imagine the kind of um, trauma, for lack of a better word, and confusion and disappointment at this decision that he says he wasn't informed of court proceedings today and he actually picked up on it from the SABC channels that there was a court um, sitting underway and that is how he basically found his way to court and then he also, um, you know, heard about the withdrawal of charges but... Um, we understand that the family members aren't re- were not informed of of today's sitting, but also the decision. But getting back to your question, we can have very little activity at this family home. We haven't been able to talk to any um, members of the cause of family. Um, that home gates are locked. We, no one is even walking around in the yard. There, there's there's just no activity. 
Gillian Pillay, thanks so much. We're going to leave it there. Our reporter here at the SABC, Gillian Pillay, following this story uh, from the start. And uh, she is currently out in Flakfontein, where it seems uh, the community has been enraged by this decision by the National Prosecuting Authority to withdraw charges against Vita Kupe, who was implicated in the murder of seven Flakfontein family members. Well, joining us now is NPA spokesperson uh, Pindi Mjondondwane. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Afternoon, and thank you for having us. So, first and foremost, uh, Pindi, if you can just explain to us why were the charges withdrawn? Okay. Um, what what actually informed um, the decision to withdraw the charges is based on the fact that, remember, initially we had two accused persons in the matter. Accused one, who was Ernest Mabasa, who has since passed on. And um, at the time of his passing, he has already uh, made a confession. And now the law states that um, we cannot use such a confession because, remember, uh, our law requires that any evidence that you place before court should be able to be te- should should be in a condition that it can be tested. And now that uh, he has passed on. Uh, Obviously, now that evidence that he gave can can no longer stand in court because it cannot be tested. And that uh, section that prohibits us from using that statement is Section 219 of the Criminal Procedure Act. And um, after his death, the state then had to come with a new strategy in in deciding on where, or on how to take the matter forward. And in that exercise, it is when the prosecutors realized that there are no prospects of, of a, a, a successful prosecution because at the end of the day, that is really one factor that influences a prosecutor's decision on whether or not a matter should, can be taken to court. Um, as, as the NPA, we have an obligation to prove a case uh, beyond reasonable doubt. And in doing so, we rely on evidential material, whether it is from eyewitnesses, expert witnesses, documented uh, evidential material. So the, the, now the prosecutors had to look, look into the DNA extracts that were taken from, from the crime scene. And the DNA results excluded Mr. Fitakute. They also looked into the telephone records because contained in his uh, confession, Mr. Ernest Mabasa said they had conversations with uh, Mr. Fita Kupe. He was like asking him, uh, did you do what I said you must do, um, you know? But then the state would not be able to prove the content of, of those telephonic discussions because they are not contained in any SMS or any WhatsApp, you know? So... Just to interject like I said, there. The, the state really tried to, to look at all angles, but all, all, the, all of those angles uh, you know, uh, didn't bear any fruit for, for the state, hence the decision to withdraw. As you say, the state um, unable to prove the content of uh, whatever conversations may or may not have happened between the two yes. accused. Yes. But yes. was the state able to establish whether there was, in fact, the sort of contact that um, the first uh, accused actually alleged was going on between him and the second accused, uh, Mr. Kupe? Indeed, yes, there was contact made uh, by Mr. Uh, um, Mabas. Mr. Fita Kupe. Mr. Fita Kupe. Mm-hmm. He made contact with Mr. Mabas. As we know, as it's common cause now that he was out of the country when some of these offenses were committed. He did make contact, but 
making contact does that now prove that he's involved in the murder, you know? The NPA spokesperson, uh, Pindi Mjolondwane, uh, speaking to us about the reasons why the National Prosecuting Authority uh, decided to withdraw charges against the second accused in the Flakfontein murder case, Vita Kupe. And as she says, uh, seemingly uh, there was no uh, chance, no prospects of a successful prosecution uh, because um, there was no evidence uh, essentially to be used against against him uh, since the first accused had unfortunately uh, died in this particular case.